You see freaking Saros. This is the locked on practice. Sorry. I just yeah. got so excited. That's my bad. That's okay. my bad. Now I'm back. Let's try that again. My bad. Yeah. That one's on me. You see freaking Saros. This is the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. So let's let's not get things twisted here. Nashville Predators beat the Carolina Hurricanes last night 5-3. to three. That's not exactly the headline here. Not at all. The headline is UC Soros absolutely steals a win franchise record for saves in a regular season game with 64 64 saves last night the carolina hurricanes put 67 shots on net the predators put 25 (laughs) shots on net for those of you with calculators at home the carolina hurricanes outshot the predators by 42 shots Mm -hmm. that is a 42 shot difference and the predators won by two goals it's so funny because like you said like the outcome of this game is just such a sidebar to the 60 minutes that our eyes feasted on what in the ever-loving flag knock uc saros can do in net i mean this game was just incredible on a number of levels first of all carolina hurricanes with their 67 shots that's the most shots in an nhl game this season i can't imagine that's gonna get broken but i don't know we might play them again it's hard to say you know i don't know when we're scheduled again we might still have one more game on the calendar that's for sure Uh, they were incredible i mean like in and you got to give props to Carolina. You watch this game and you're like, I get why you are the hottest team in the NHL right now and why you are a front runner to be in the Stanley Cup conversation. Carolina Hurricanes are an incredible hockey team. Yeah. Uh, it's no surprise that halfway through the game, uh, the NHL announced UC Saros as an NHL All-Star, the Preds representative for the All-Star team. Uh, it totally uh, makes sense. I would like to believe that it was somebody else in the NHL was watching the game and just being like, yeah, you know, it's got to be him. Right? <laughs> like he's he's the creme de la creme of that Predators team. He actually found out that morning. So this was just like, a, oh, you say I'm an all-star? Well, hey, yeah. now I'm an all-star. Get my game on, go play. Like, And then he just yeah. came out with this and it was like, okay. <laughs> 
Yep, all that glittered in that game was gold. That is a fact, Brent. Stars broke the mold. <laughs> and that's all of the lyrics I can remember. Yeah. Uh, like more, more on Saros in just a second. Um, and, and some other points from this game, because you said something interesting to you when we were kind of talking about this game last night. You are like, I don't necessarily think the Predators played bad. No. And I, I want, and I want to get your take on that. But first, like we always do, um, let's get to some one words to describe the game. Quick recap for you for anybody that missed it. Uh, back and forth the entire game, it was 3-3 at the second period, the Hurricanes. Uh, would take the lead. The Predators answered back. Philip Forsberg, Matthias Eckholm, the Cody Glass got the goals for the Predators. Uh, and then in the third period, Preds took the lead. Mark Jankowski with his fourth goal of the year, first game back in the lineup for a while for him after missing some time. Uh, and then we have Colton Sissons icing the game with an empty net goal. Like we said, uh, Carolina Hurricanes just put everything they could on net. That Everything. They had a uh, last gasp power play opportunity with just about two minutes left, and the Predators shut the door on that. Again, UC Saros winds up with 64 saves. And what is your one word to describe last night's game? My one word is internal dialogue. Because as this game was getting ready to start, you know, my internal dialogue was like, oh, man, here we go. Because Carolina Hurricanes, this is a great team offensively. This is a pesky team defensively. And they've got great goaltending. And you and I had talked that as much as we hate to say it, this game could come down to goaltending for the Nashville Predators. I think even you and I underestimated quite how much this game would come down to goaltending but so internal dialogue going into this game and then as the game unfolded I began to think about what is UC Soros's internal dialogue <laughs> and I'm so curious about just the, the mental component of being a goaltender anyway but I put myself in his skates I'm like okay what is his internal dialogue and so in the first period he faced 18 shots they got a power play goal in the first period. And I think, you know, in finish, he's saying, oh, my, oh, my, you know, <laughs> that's his first period internal dialogue. The second period comes and Carolina just continues this offensive onslaught from every which way. He faced 21 shots in the second period. And I think he kind of switched into like, mental Captain America mode where he's like, I can do this all day. Like yeah. gets down, pulls himself up, dusts off, picks up the shield. He's like, I can do this all day. And then the third period rolls around. And y'all, UC Soros faced 28 shots in the third period. And his internal dialogue to me shifted into that DJ Khaled where he's making a save and going, and another one, and <laughs> another one. And another one. And he just is like, okay, I'm just going to win this game for him. And he did. So for me, this whole game has to be about that internal dialogue that UC Saros must have in net because there was some sort of mental gymnastics and feats of strength for him to be able to face 67 shots. 67 shots, y'all. 67 yeah. shots. 
It's almost like he's like either humming like the Superman theme or like Rocky's Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> yes. Like, like, yeah. What do you do after the second intermission to go? Well, I know they're going to go out there and throw everything but the kitchen sink and maybe the kitchen sink yeah. at me, but I'm just going to not allow them to win this game. I mean, what mental gymnastics on top of just physical gymnastics? It was hands down for me, the greatest goaltending game I have ever seen in my entire life. Since remember all those uh, like saves records the Predators had uh, from the playoffs a few years ago, the ones that UC Saros broke all the records and we're like, this is like one of the best goaltending performances of all time. Yeah. Do you remember who that was against? Carolina. That was against Carolina. Yeah. Carolina. Something about the Preds Preds and just um, giving up uh, just a mess of shots to the Carolina Hurricanes too. Uh, That series back in the day, you know, everybody talks about, oh, the Preds Mm -hmm. are just going to get bounced in the first round again. That series uh, was so close and so hard. I I think the Predators might have made a playoff run. Yes, if they'd gotten past them. That was an incredible series. Those two teams together, it is never boring. Yeah, 100%. Um, And my one word – and I'm reaching to the corners of the internet here, is sickos. <laughs> For anybody who is on Twitter that likes college football, there is an account called the Sickos Committee. And this is, uh, you know, it takes from that old Onion cartoon uh, where it's like a guy wearing a T-shirt that said sickos, and he's peering in the w- window going, yes, <laughs> yes. And they turn that into a football community where it's basically like, football games that are like so bad or so like bizarre that they're actually like really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, like they're, 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 their main thing this year was like the Iowa football team, a team with like no offense, like terrible offense, but would somehow get like two defensive touchdowns in a oh, game, yeah. a couple of turnovers and would always find their way to a win. And I'm like, the Nashville Predators are playing some sickos hockey right now. <laughs> like, they're getting outshot by 42. They're needing their all-star goaltender to go out there and make some record-breaking saves. And they're winning by two. Like, they won by two goals. Like, this wasn't, like, a two-to-one performance or, like, the Predators just eked out a game on a fluke goal. I mean, they scored five goals. Yes. Carolina yes. On, on, you know, everybody's talking about, um, you know, UC Saros, obviously. Let's not forget, Peter Kachetkov on the other side has been one of the best goalies in the NHL over the past yes. little bit, too. So it's like, oh, okay, well, this is um, this is something. Yeah, and I think that's an important point because so many people are going to, I anticipate, there is going to be a faction of people who are going to go, oh, great. You know, here we go again. This team is no good. And UC Saros just, you know, is ruining the tank that we have planned for this team. You know, he just shot Connor Bedard right between the eye, you know, just grumble, grumble about how this game went. But you look at who the Nashville Predators are trying to get shots past and Kachikov, is that how we say it? I'm going to get it right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he is. Coochie. They, 
Kachikov. I'm saying the fans call him that, Anne. I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm very happy for him. Great performance. Still not calling him that. <laughs> but his dis in December, he was the NHL Rookie of the Month, and he allowed 1.6 goals per game. And the Nashville Predators got four past him. So let's, obviously this game is 100% about UC Soros, but we are still going to need to talk about offensively what the Predators were able to do. Yeah, I mean, they, they did something. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, there's Because there's more to this game than just UC Soros, but we do have more on UC Soros. Oh, well. heavens yes. We have to just talk about that performance last night. Maybe yes. how it fits in a long-term picture. And hey, Nashville Predators play hockey again tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, but first, I want to take a moment and talk about today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, you were gearing up for a new year, new you, resolutions, all that good stuff, you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthy, but you need something that actually tastes good and not bland and chalky, Built Bar is your go-to. Trust me and Ann on this. We're loyal customers. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yep real chocolate, and they have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. But don't get it twisted. Don't think it's just pure candy. That's because Built Bars are actually healthy, too. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And right now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-box bar of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, churro. You can thank me later. And as always, you can check out all the flavors they have to offer at Built.com. So head there today and check it out. Take it from us. You'll want to try it. All right, Nan, we are talking the Predators 5-3 win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and it was a game dominated by UC Soros. 64 saves on 67 shots. A Predators franchise record to absolutely steal the win. But you don't win if you don't score because the Hurricanes did score three. We talked about the Nashville Predators needing to find a way offensively to get things done. And they did just that four goals past Kachetkov, who, AKA the guy with the nickname Coochie. Um, I love seeing your reaction to that. And uh, an empty netter by Sissons at the end. So, you know, look for all the talk about, you know, UC Saros stole the game and he absolutely stole the game. Yes. You also have to give credit to the offense who yet again, is coming through with another high-scoring performance. This is, what, the the fourth one in a row, really, like, fifth one in the last, like, six, seven games that they've been able to absolutely rack up some points on the score sheet. 
Yeah, and you look back to the the winning streak that the Predators had, I think it was in uh, mid to late November, where they were winning games, but they were winning games two to one, you know, or they were winning games in overtime, or they were losing games in overtime, one nothing, two to one. All of the sudden, what they've been working on offensively is starting to click. And you're seeing it not just with the big names like Philip Forsberg, although we do need to talk about Philip Forsberg and his numbers because way to go. But you're seeing it up and down the lineup. Last night, you had goals from Matias Ekholm, Cody Glass, Colton Sissons. I mean, that's a name that we really haven't said too much earlier in this season. And Mark Jankowski coming in. And I will tell you, the Mark Jankowski goal absolutely befuddled us as we were watching this game because Ryan Johansson took this kind of wide, weird angle shot. And all of a sudden, you see the Nashville Predators celebrating. And my husband and I are like, now, I'm not great at hockey, but I know angles. And I don't see how that went in. (laughs) And, you know, we were so confused. We're like, what are they so Did they get a penalty call? Like, what are they celebrating? And then you see Mark Jankowski doing the high five line, great tip in goal by Jankowski um, because otherwise I it just didn't make visual sense. So the Nashville Predators are what they've been working on behind the scenes, what they've been working on in practice, what they've been working on in the video room, what they've been working on one-on-one, what they've been working on on their own to improve scoring results is paying off. And I think we need to give kudos to the team for that but still not taking any of the kudos off of UC Saros's trade because he gets all the kudos. Yeah. We'll find I mean, extra kudos. I mean, it seems like the Nashville Predators, to me, um, especially over you know this past little stretch run, I would even say dating back to like that Edmonton game, even mm-hmm. though there's been a couple of lower scoring performances since then, really, to me, what they've done is they've simplified their game Uh, a little bit you know it's not you know we're going into the zone and trying to set up they're going into the zone and immediately just crashing the net yes Uh, you know we've seen a lot of like you know three on three opportunities you know if there's nothing there you might stop you might try to wait for a trailer uh dump it in try to get like a cycle going or something like that we've seen you know three on three chances just standing three on three chances where the puck carrier you know, makes a pass and just, you know, somebody just rushes towards the net. Uh, yes. You know, they they just put the puck on net, rush in, try to get rebounds, tips, whatever. And it seems like the Predators are doing more of that. And it seems like, you know, instead of always, you know, trying to set up that perfect shot in the slot or perfect opportunity, they have done a good, a better job uh, of doing that as well. It seems like they've prioritized just getting people into high danger areas, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, high danger shots or what have you, but getting people into dangerous areas and letting them kind of clean things up. You saw that uh, with the Mark Jankowski goal. You saw that with the Cody glass goal as well. Uh, It was a rebound and Cody glass was right in front of the net with nobody in front of him. And it looked like he was just like, it was like curling. Like he was just like sweeping. (laughs) He could just sweep the puck in if he wanted to. Like it was such a nonchalant goal um, for Cody Glass, who who was playing some of the best hockey of his life right now. And that to me, it's, it's, they're keeping it simple. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, they're, they're waiting for high danger chances to develop. They're like waiting and getting people like in there and then loading up a shot. 
they're just putting people in dangerous areas. And it's like, all right, if there's a deflection, if there's a rebound, and hey, if for some reason the defense breaks down and this person finds himself mm -hmm. uh, with the puck via via pass, via tip-in, whatever, he's going to close the door. And that's what the Nashville Predators did last night. Look, they only got 25 shots on goal, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot when you're putting it right next to 67 <laughs> shots on goal. But, not even, no, not good. <laughs> but the the quality of chances the Predators got mm -hmm. in those 25 shots, that was pretty good. And it feels like that fact is going to be overshadowed by the defense giving up 67 shots. Most yeah. of them high danger chances. Yes. And we do need to talk about that defensively, but I do want to really second what you're saying about putting people in high danger areas because, you know, John Hines talks about kind of that net front area being like, that's, that's where you want to be. That's zone one. You want to get there. And I think for so long, the predators focused on getting the puck there. And, and when you put people there and then the puck, you, it just is paying off better. And you saw it in the game, the last home game that they had against Montreal, where you saw Tommy Novak heading into that area. You saw uh, Roman Yossi heading into that area and scoring goals off of that. Last night, you saw Cody Glass getting into that area, Mark Jankowski getting into that area. And so I think you're seeing the Predators are doing some things a little bit differently and they are paying off, which is great. Fantastic. We probably do need to talk a little bit about like the <laughs> defensive situation. I, I, you're, you're probably right. Yep. You know, look, here's what I will say about this. Um, when you allow a team to put 67 shots at your goaltender, you're going to need to take a little bit of time and reflect on the meaning of life. Yeah. Um, but I will also say it was not necessarily an absolute dumpster fire defensively either. Honestly, I really look, I said absolute dumpster fire. I said absolute dumpster fire. Uh, and I, here's the I one hear the point. Yeah. The one area that bothers me the most, and this is something that is going to get the Nashville Predators one way or the other, and we've seen this get the Nashville Predators, and we've seen them lose games because of this, is getting the puck out of the zone. Uh -huh. Last night was another night where they struggled with getting the puck out of the zone. Now, let me say this. Carolina Hurricanes are the most unrelenting team I've seen yet this season in the NHL. They are like a baby with colic. You will get no breaks. Like it is unrelenting. And that's how they play this game. But we've noticed with other teams in Nashville, Nashville getting the puck out of the zone and away from the front of UC Soros, they have got to get better about doing that because what we ended up seeing last night was just these huge periods of extended zone time in front of Soros where, you know, Carolina's getting off six, seven, eight shots in this huge chunk of extended zone time for Carolina. And you can't put your goaltender in that situation. They've got to be able to clear the puck. Now, 
there are some other things that they need to work on defensively as well. But for me, you would eliminate some of the pressure that UC Saros was under if the Predators had been able to clear the puck and get it through the neutral zone, even if they weren't able to set up a lot of time, you know, in the offensive zone, you have got to get better about protecting the puck in transition. They just have to get a little bit better about that or yeah. a lot better. I mean, yeah. Uh, if, if they can get about 42 shots better uh, defensively at trying I'm just to saying. On, on the zone, uh, <laughs> it, it might be a little bit better. It might be a little bit better. Anne. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coming up, I know it's hard to transition away from UC Soros for president talk because that's what this, you know, the cry of our hearts is after last night's game. But we do have to look ahead because Nashville right back on the ice tonight. And, and it is against Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. We're going to talk about that game coming up in just a second. Won't that be fun, friends? Yeah. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen every day. You know, we just wrapped up the World Juniors. And if you want to know some more about some of these names that have been floating around, you need to go and check out Locked on NHL Prospects. It is a daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, which, just in case we forgot to mention it, will be here in Nashville. They will have NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. So go and check out Locked on NHL Prospects. It is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ann. So the defense after last night put up a little bit of a, a very good or, you know, they had they had themselves a night. You know, they had a night. 67 shots allowed on net. Um they have the Washington Capitals tonight. A, so that sounds fun. <laughs> another uh, team that makes you think, oh, okay, I don't think the defense are going to get a lot of breaks here no. in this game. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the, what the prediction for this game is. I don't even know if I really want to make a prediction. I'm just going to say that based on how the Capitals are, are playing right now, it's probably going to be another performance where a you gotta tighten things up in the defensive yes. zone. You gotta get pucks out. You gotta take your opportunities to clear the zone when you can. Whether that's just you know chipping the puck out or you know zone exit, you know take the puck out, or you're gonna have to turn to Kevin Lincoln in, point to UC Soros and say, "All right, man." Let's see if you can one-up that. Oh, let's, dear let's, heavens. Let's see if you can break a fan franchise record. Come on, 68. You know you got this, yeah, Kevin Lincoln. You got this, Kev. <laughs> don't even put that out there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I don't know emotionally if I can handle, like, two performances like that back-to-back. I cannot. I told you this before we recorded, and it's embarrassing, but I'm going to share it anyway. I literally had trouble sleeping last night after that Predators game because I was so um, – the game was just high intensity anyway. Like shots aside, UC Saros aside, you know, a Carolina Hurricanes-Nashville Predators game, high intensity. I had trouble sleeping. I'm going to need a little bit less of that tonight against Washington, and it is going to take – the defense performing better to 
help me get a better night's sleep. Uh, the other thing that I'm going to say is penalties, penalties, penalties. Don't commit them. Yeah. Don't commit them. Alex Ovechkin. I mean, literally, it's the stuff of nightmares. Alex Ovechkin in the circle, one timer. You just really can't put him in that situation. You need all the defenders you can get against somebody like Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. And uh, Alex Ovechkin appears poised to try to break Wayne Gretzky's goal scoring record this season. Uh, yes. Because he's been on an absolute tear. Uh, 29 goals uh, this season. That puts him in the top four in the NHL. And incredible. If, if you do the math, seven goals in his last four games. Uh, that includes a goal last night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So this guy uh, is just absolutely tearing up the game, doing something once in a lifetime. Uh, yes. Something I don't know if we'll ever see again uh, in, in our generation of following hockey. And yeah. maybe Connor McDavid on that same level someday, you know, never know, depending on if he can get his goal scoring up, you know, for him just on points. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to see Ovechkin and it's crazy to see him um, in person because he's such a unique player, such a special player. Yes. Like, you know, you talk about the, the circle, like, you know, him being outside that circle on the power play, it's the stuff of nightmares because every single person, Every mm -hmm. single person knew before the game, during the game, every person in the stands, every person in the scouting department, every person on the ice knows the Washington Capitals are going to try to make that play. Yes. They sell out to defend it. And Ovechkin still is near automatic from that yes. point every single time. It is, it is incredible how a team can absolutely do everything they can to take everything. it away. Everything Overload it. They yes. know it's coming. They put like three defenders. They have defenders cheat there. And Ovechkin can still score and make it so easy. And it's just, I've, I've never, yeah, I mean, I've never seen like, you know, any sort of situation like that where it's just when he gets there and gets the puck, it's like there's a goal coming within the next 30 seconds. Yes. Now, the one thing that I will say that makes me feel perhaps a little bit better about this is this is a back-to-back -back for Washington as well. And last night, Darcy Kemper was in net against the Blue Jackets. Darcy Kemper is a thorn in the side of the Nashville Predators ever since that bubble where he was with Arizona and we had that play-in round and Darcy freaking Kemper just robbed the Predators. So I think probably the Predators are going to see Charlie Lindgren in net tonight, which just for me mentally feels a little bit better, but you you know, you never know. He, I don't believe he faced 67 shots, so maybe he will play in the back-to-back. -back. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really feel confident we're going to see Kevin Lankin in, in net tonight for the Nashville Predators. Look, if this team did not carry UC Soros and his luggage onto that airplane last night to fly to Washington, and if UC Soros fell asleep on that airplane, they needed to pay the pilot extra, leave that plane on the tarmac with the air conditioning set at a refreshing 68 degrees and paid extra to let Soros continue to nap yeah. until he was good and done resting up. Yeah, 
He, I feel like he needed like a big old chocolate sundae. Uh, oh, on yeah. Seat in the plane when he came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume you're not going to see any changes for the Preds tonight. And maybe if there is, it's putting Dante Favreau back in the lineup. But I don't know. Something, something about Favreau is just like, like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, obviously. I and mean, you hate to speculate or anything like that, but maybe a little bit in Heinz's doghouse right now. You know, we saw him have a very short leash in that Colorado game was pulled after a very bad mistake. Uh, you saw his ice time kind of dip uh, the past uh, few games before McCown came up and, and the Preds um, have made him a healthy scratch now for two games in a row. Something, something maybe a little bit more going on there, or do you think maybe Hines gives him a chance uh, after a 67-shot-allowed performance from your defense and maybe say, you know what, for whatever um, rough play he's had, Dante Fabro is a solid defensive defenseman, and we need him here. I would not be surprised to see him back in the lineup. I think Roland McEwen has done a really good job. He is very much a um you you know exactly what you're getting with him he's he's a straight defenseman there there's not a lot of you know three two three dimensions to his game and played fine last night but i do think at this point after a defensive game like there was i would not be surprised to see fabro get a chance back in the lineup there is a part of me that wonders and we've talked about you know it's the trade rumor time with in matthias ekholm is the big name people are talking about ryan mcdonough i'm wondering if dante fabro if there's something there. So just something to keep an eye on. But I would not be surprised to see Fabro back in the lineup tonight. I mean, but even if you're working on a trade, you know, it's it's you're looking ahead at the deadline. Um, you know, and and we we talked about it yesterday. David Poyle is not gonna make moves at the deadline if he thinks the Preds are still in it. So, you know, yeah. What you did last night's game it. do to that? Yeah. <laughs> well. They got two points, right? They got two points. I they mean, got two points, and that's the bottom line. Like, like it, when it comes to playoff time, nobody asks how you've done it. They just kind of ask where you are. Right. If the yeah. Predators can get two points tonight against Washington after a two points against Carolina, do you think that does anything to move the needle among the fan base? Well, let's let's say this. If the Predators win tonight – they're ahead of Colorado in the standings. So does that change your perspective? Looking at the standings and seeing who the Predators are there with? I mean, here's the thing about Colorado, though. Like, they're playing with, like, my great aunt on their team because yeah. they're so battered. Yeah, but the National Predators have also been really bad this season to start. You are not wrong. Yeah, you are so it's not like, wrong. Hey, Colorado's struggling. Nashville's struggling. Now, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and say the Predators are on the same level as the Avalanche. But what right. I am trying to say is, hey, you know what? They're getting it done. They're, you know, we're both struggling too. And if the Predators can trend a little bit upward, um, you know, they, they have uh, – 
they they have some opportunities. Let's yeah. say that. And you know, to to your point, Anna, if they beat Washington tonight and get two points, I think that does at least make the other option of what happens towards the end of this year more more vocal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's your player to watch tonight? Player to watch tonight? Mm -hmm. It's got to be Kevin Lankinen, right? Yeah. I think it's got to be Kevin Lankinen. Um, As as we said, it it seems like Washington, uh, another team that's going to have maybe not 67 shots, uh, but they're going to put whatever they can on net. And Lankinen's going to have to come up with another big performance. Yeah, for sure. sure. Who do you have? For me, I'm keeping my eyes on the line of Glass, Niederreiter, and Grandland, not just offensively, but because that's the line that's going up against top lines. So let's see what they're able to do when it comes to containing, you know, Washington's top scorers. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight. It mm-hmm. is a um, game at Washington, a, another six o'clock puck drop, six o'clock central. Uh, and uh, we will recap some of that for you next week, depending on what happens. Uh, and in the meantime, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter <clears throat> at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. Just gearing up for a, a dramatic Twitter reveal there. Um, oh, no, just a tickle. <laughs> You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter as well, LO underscore Predators. And no matter where you're watching this, whether you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform like Apple or Spotify, make sure you hit subscribe so you'll always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.